First of all, I'd just like to welcome all of you to this retreat. Welcome all the children who will have a chance to meet with. In the talk this evening, I'd like to just briefly go over the format that the retreat will take place in and to speak somewhat on the emphasis on the meditation also. In initiating a change in our lives from being a relatively so-called independent person to a way of life, a way of being in which we share ourselves and our lives on almost every level with another person and with children, is to, put it mildly, see our lives undergo a dramatic change in emphasis. And how dramatic that change is, we don't always appreciate until it's taken place. And it's also a change in emphasis, which is often quite difficult for others who haven't experienced to appreciate. That change in emphasis to leading a life of committed relationship and parenting is a change in which there is a potential for a tremendous amount of inner transformation. Certainly to be in relationship with another person, to relate with children, is a way of life in which there's potential to form profound bond of love and connectedness, has a potential of that way of life, that way of being for tremendous opening of the heart, for development of sensitivity within ourselves. It's also a way of life, life of relationship and parenting, which certainly has its moments of pain. Certainly it's no easy path to undertake. It's no easy path to live constantly with other people, to be constantly in relationship with each other, with our children. It is a path which places really an enormous number of demands on ourselves. Demands that we grow inwardly, demands that we learn to extend ourselves, demands that we grow in understanding. And in my own experience in relationship and parenting, it's become very clear to me at least that in that relationship we either learn or we suffer. Relationships which are ongoing involve for us a tremendous amount of letting go, a constant kind of demand on us just to simply surrender to being with what is. A life of relationship is truly a challenge to bringing the essence of meditation into a way of seeing, a way of being. It's certainly a challenge to bring in the essence of meditation into a way of living, into a way of practicing, which is not just limited to particular forms, particular environments. The inspiration that enables us really to bring meditation into a way of life is really recognizing the significance of the love, the significance of the 
care, the significance of the bond that we share with others. When that bond and that love and care is there, there's truly the inspiration to bring meditation into a way of life and particularly into a way of relating. As we are in relationships, certainly we experience that to be in ongoing relationships with our partners, with our children, is a way of life which involves us on every level of our being. We share in the hard times and we share in the joys of it. We share in the difficulties and we share in the love. And we quickly discover how difficult or nigh near impossible it is to separate our own minds and our own feelings from the minds and, our, and the feelings of our children and our partners. We see so quickly how we influence each other in a very immediate, a very dramatic way. We see so quickly the changes that take place within ourselves constantly reflected back to us through the changes that our partners, the changes that our children undergo. Also in the intimacy of that relating, something else that I feel is discovered probably by most of us is that we cannot avoid who we are and it's very difficult to avoid what we bring to relationship because we constantly see it reflected back to us. To be in a bond of connectedness, a bond of love with others certainly means that we become in many ways quite vulnerable, quite open. And in that openness, that vulnerability, that intimacy that's there, so many of the disguises that we may wear in other modes of existence simply have to drop away. And in that intimacy and, and that closeness, also so many of the defense mechanisms, the barriers, the walls that we may put up to protect ourselves and secure ourselves and other modes of existence are barriers and walls which quickly dissolve. In that intimacy, we do confront ourselves. We come to see ourselves very clearly. Sometimes it's a joyful confrontation. Sometimes it's a painful one. A life of relationship is truly, my way of seeing, a life of challenge, a life which leads us increasingly to look inwardly to our own inner resources of care, of energy, of sensitivity. And that inner looking to our own resources is what makes it possible to find in a life of relationship, a life of parenting, also a life of spirituality. Sometimes parenting, relationship, is often regarded as somewhat a secondary or even as a kind of inferior spiritual path. But to me and to my way of seeing, a life of relationship, a life of parenting, has the potential to be a very holistic spiritual path. It is a challenge to our awareness. 
It is a challenge to using the fertility, the fertile potential of each moment for understanding. It's a challenge to translating the dynamics and the challenges of each moment to further our own sensitivity, our own clarity. Yet I think it's often an actuality that many parents and many families often feel themselves to be somewhat isolated from the mainstream of spirituality and often also isolated from others. Isolation or that sense of being isolated from spirituality is certainly reinforced by the fact that In the West, spirituality is still primarily presented in an Eastern mode. And in that presentation, in an Eastern mode, which stresses individuality, which at times stresses withdrawal from relationship, from dynamics of life, it's often seen in that mode of spirituality difficult to accommodate the actuality of our lives the actuality of which is relationship. The deficiency is certainly not in relationship as a mode of spirituality. The deficiency is much more in the inflexibility or the lack of growth which has made so many spiritual paths still being presented in one particular way a way which is only available to those who are single, and now in the West, single, independent, relatively middle class, relatively responsibility free. And certainly that mode of spirituality and our way of seeing spirituality needs to undergo change. And we also need to recognize that that change is not going to necessarily come from the outer. We need to recognize that many of the traditions that we experience, although some do, but some of the traditions we find ourselves working with are simply not bringing those changes and the changes need to come from within ourselves. We need to find spirituality in relationship. We need to discover the means of using relationship parenting as a way of nurturing our own spirituality, as a way of contributing to a relationship, a world of love and understanding and sensitivity. We need also to free ourselves in beginning to bring spirituality into our lives. We need in many ways to free ourselves of the models that we have of what spirituality is, of what meditation practice is. We need to bring the essence of spirituality, which is understanding, which is sensitivity, which is love, into the actualities of our lives. A family retreat is an opportunity to do that. Our children have needs. Our lifestyles place certain demands upon us for sure. But as individuals, I'm sure we all recognize that we also have needs. And one of the needs that we have as individuals is to nurture an inner spiritual direction. 
One of the needs that we have as people is to nurture our own spirituality, our own understanding, our own clarity, our own sensitivity in an environment where we don't have to divorce ourselves from the actuality of our lives. And I feel it's important too, in many ways, that our children see what our spirituality is about. That our children can come here and see this is what my parents do. And that we don't necessarily have to go away from our children in order to nurture spirituality. We don't have to divorce ourselves from the actualities of our relationship in order to be spiritual. Because certainly if that pattern takes place in our life, then I feel our children can only come to see themselves either as being a hindrance to our own spiritual growth because we have to go away from them to do it, or they come to see spirituality as something which separates us from them. Neither of which I feel is a healthy way of seeing or can possibly lead to a healthy relationship, a healthy way of living in which spirituality is the foundation. The challenge to being in a relationship to be in a life of parenting, is it to question whether it is possible in the midst of that actuality, in the midst of that experience, to discover inwardly love, clarity and sensitivity. In that discovery also to see whether we can contribute also to relationships where our actions and our speech and our thoughts are born of that love, clarity and sensitivity. If we are going to bring the essence of spirituality into our lives, we need first to question what the essence of spirituality is. Surely the essence of spirituality very much has its foundation upon seeing the end of separation, the end of division, and not in any way perpetuating it. Surely the, the essence of spirituality is concerned with really seeing and discovering within ourselves a vision of oneness in life, a bond of connectedness, a bond of communion with all life. Surely the essence of spirituality is concerned with understanding ourselves and with living a life of sensitivity, with living a life of understanding with living a life of love. Surely too, spirituality is very concerned with bringing to an end so many of the dualities, so many of the divisions that the mind creates, which in turn create their own conflicts in our relationships with each other, in our relationship with the world that we live with. Meditation is a means to nurturing that spirituality. Meditation is a means of bringing about an end to suffering on a moment-to-moment -moment level. Meditation is a means to learning to be present, learning to be with what is in each moment. In that learning to be with what is in each moment, discovering the inner clarity that allows us also to see in each moment 
What is it now that prevents peace? What is it now that creates conflict? What is it in this moment that distorts clarity? We have so many models of meditation, so many models of spirituality. How meditation is practiced, what spiritual paths are, the kind of experiences that we should have in meditation. The many, many causes, obviously, of conflict and division in life. But certainly one of the causes of conflict within the individual is holding on to models, is holding on to models which are not in accord with our actuality, is striving to achieve and attain models which are not in accord with who we are as people, with what our lives are. Meditation is concerned with growth, with the end of separation. And certainly in coming to see the end of that separation, we also need to see how our own models of spirituality actually create separation within ourselves. Certainly the mind creates dualities on the basis of models. Certainly the mind creates its own separations between worldly and spiritual. The mind creates its own dualities between inner and outer, between what is mundane and what is high. The mind creates its own separations between what is spiritual and what is not spiritual. Dualities and separations certainly which have no power, no reality, apart from our belief in them. And yet our belief in them can create so many conflicts, so many divisions within ourselves. Wisdom, certainly understanding, doesn't know those distinctions between spiritual and worldly. Just as true wisdom and understanding doesn't belong to any particular mode of existence, that a person who lives perhaps in a, as a recluse, as, a, as, a, as an ascetic, is not necessarily any more spiritual than the person who lives in the midst of an extraordinarily active, concerned, committed life. Wisdom is not a way of living. It's not necessarily a way of practicing a particular form of meditation. Rather, wisdom, I feel, is much more the capacity to use skillful means in relationship to what each moment brings to us. As individuals, as people, as parents and as partners, Life brings to us a variety of experiences. Some of those experiences are difficult. Some of those experiences are joyful. Some of the experiences that are presented to us are painful. Some of the experiences that are presented to us are enormous sources of sensitivity and love. In our relationships, which hold those variety of experiences, in our relationship with one another, in our relationship with our children, 
we have really a microscopic view of our relationship. If we can develop understanding and clarity in this one relationship that we have with our partners, our children, we have the potential to develop clarity and understanding in all our relationships. If we can transcend separation in this one relationship, we have the potential to transcend it in all relationships. If we find ourselves able to live with love and sensitivity and compassion in this one relationship, we have the potential to live with love and sensitivity and compassion in all our relationships. It's very easy, as we all know, to hold qualities such as love, such as compassion, such as sensitivity as ideals. And in many ways, it's easier to love the whole world on an abstract level than it is to love one person in actuality. It's easy to, easier to have loving kindness towards all living beings on an abstract level than it is to live with sensitivity and with care and with clarity in relationship to one other person. And certainly meditation is not concerned with those abstracts. It's not concerned with the ideals. It is concerned with the actuality of our lives. Is it possible in this moment to live with love and clarity and sensitivity? Is it possible for us in this moment to see the end of separation? Coming to a meditation retreat, coming to a retreat environment, I feel is an expression of sharing in certain values, is an expression of cherishing certain values together. It's an expression of cherishing values of joy and love, of connectedness and, ser- and sensitivity. It's an expression of sharing in a desire to be free from pain, free from conflict, free from suffering. It's an expression of a wish to live with peace, with sensitivity and clarity. And those values that bring us in a conscious way to this situation are the same values that we share with all living beings, are the same values that are fundamental to all life, that no matter the differences that we see around us, no matter the differences in appearances and conditioning and manifestation, that we all share on a fundamental level in the seeking for love, for clarity, for understanding, in the wish to be free from fear, from pain, from conflict. It is those fundamental values and the cherishing of them which are essential to living a life of well-being, to contributing to a world which is balanced, which is sensitive and open, And yet it is the same values which it's often so easy to lose sight of. So often in our lives, all of us are filled with a certain amount of pressures, a certain amount of demands, a certain amount of activity. 
all of us which all of which leads us to draw our attention outwardly and often that directing of our attention outwardly is by necessity and yet often that that which takes place by necessity can also become habitual and in that directing of attention outwardly we can all too easily simply become disconnected from what is really fundamental, essential to our own well-being and therefore to the well-being of our children and our partners and also to the well-being of the world in which we live. A meditation retreat is not so much a place to come to be told how to live, how we should be, how we should think, what we should do with our lives. Rather, a meditation retreat is really an opportunity to set aside many of the demands, many of the activities, many of the preoccupations. And in that setting aside, in many ways, simply to have our life more simple, to enable us to reconnect inwardly with what is really essential, significant to us, to reconnect inwardly with those qualities of care and sensitivity, to reconnect inwardly with those qualities of love and understanding. The meditation too that we'll engage in here, the sitting on a cushion is only the outward form, is only one particular presentation of the meditation. And certainly meditation is not just putting in time in a retreat or on a meditation cushion. Rather, meditation is total sensitivity. Meditation is total sensitivity inwardly and outwardly. The sensitivity which is a prerequisite to openness, the sensitivity which is a prerequisite to understanding. Certainly we live in a world which is characterized by a tremendous amount of conflict, by a tremendous amount of fear, by a tremendous amount of alienation, none of which is decreasing. Often spirituality is concerned with seeing the end of that within ourselves so as to contribute to a world which is moving towards the end of alienation and fear. Often the path that is taken is a path of letting go, of renouncing, the path of non-attachment, which is one mode of spirituality. But I feel that that letting go, that non-attachment, that renunciation is in order to come to see the, the end of separation, the end of duality, the end of division. But spirituality is concerned not just with one side. Spirituality is also concerned with nurturing, nurturing love, nurturing a bond of connectedness, nurturing sensitivity, nurturing in a very conscious and a very clear way a life which is based upon openness and honesty and integrity. So as to come to more balance within ourselves, more balance within our lives. In the retreat together here will be obviously our retreat is very much taking place in an environment where the care of our children and the needs of the children 
also have to be taken into consideration. What will take place is that there will be a number of sittings available each day, and as many as we can to attend those sittings. In the evenings also there will be a talk, and for those who are unable to come to the talk, it will be taped so that those who couldn't come can listen to it the next day. We'll also be having a discussion group each day, two groups with each of us, and also opportunity that we can speak with, it, with people individually. As much as possible, we'll be keeping this area of the building silent so that when you, have the, when you can, when you have the opportunity, when you're able to, that this place can really be a place where you can be alone, where you can set things aside and be with yourself, to be totally with the meditation, to give one's total energy inwardly. As far as the meditation practices go, we'll begin the retreat simply by using in the sitting posture the breath. So in the sitting meditation, you find a posture which feels comfortable, which feels alert and yet relaxed. And then just give the attention to the breath, experiencing the incoming breath, experiencing the outgoing breath as much as is possible, experiencing the whole movement, the whole feeling and sensation of the breath in the body. Of course, you find, obviously, coming from a very busy life, that there are times when the mind is wandering, times when the mind is distracted. Just as soon as you are conscious of that movement away from the breath, to just gently but consciously return to that feeling of the breath moving in the body. If in the beginning you find that the mind is very scattered or the attention feels very scattered, then either you can use the counting, just count one on the in-breath, one on the out-breath up to ten, or just make your, the level and depth of your breathing just slightly fuller. And the energy and the effort that's needed to keep the breath just slightly fuller will bring the attention back to the breath. On the schedule, there will just be listed sitting times as well as the talk time. Often, obviously, the children will be playing outside, but the lower walking room will be always be available. If you have the time and wish to do some walking meditation, then you can use that room downstairs, which will be a silent area. And in the walking meditation, just to leave the breath aside and just to give the attention to the contact of the feet on the ground the movement of the foot through the air, very much slowing down one's whole pace of movement. For obviously it will take a day or so, hopefully not the whole five days, to get the various uh, kinks and uh, organizational things worked out with the children and play spaces, whatever. As much as possible, we'll try and get as much together this evening so that tomorrow morning, the bell will go, there'll be a, a wake-up time, and then also the first sitting of the morning in which we also play some music. So as much as possible this evening to get together as many of the um, organizational things that need to be done completed, so that tomorrow, as much as possible, we can give our time to the meditation, our time also to the children so that this retreat together, this few days that we have together, is really an opportunity to really nurture our own inner well-being 
and in that nurturing to learn alternative ways, full and total ways of being in relationship, in interaction, in involvement for the well-being of ourselves, for the well-being of the world in which we live. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.